You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, John, you ready to do a few for real or fugazis here? For real. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, let's start with, with this one. So for those who aren't unfamiliar with this segment, we enjoy this. It's uh, I read statements emphatically to John as if I believe them. And then John tells me if he agrees, thinks they're true, i.e. they're for real, or he thinks they're false, they're stupid, they're dumb, i.e. Bugazi. Bugazi, yeah. It's Italian for counterfeit. All right. Uh, this time next year, actually, let me back up. Week one of 2023, Tom Brady will be a Las Vegas Raider. For real or Fugazi? I like that because I'm looking at all the destinations. Even if they re-sign Jared Stidham, say he has a great game against the Chiefs, and they re-sign him. Now, there's a quarterback Nick Casario knows very well from New England. Mm -hmm. And if he, you know, it's only a two-game showcase for him. But he looked really good at the 49ers. And Casario and him were tight, I was told, uh, when they were together in, in New England. So it just seems like a natural landing spot to go back with Josh McDaniels and see if they can rekindle some of that magic with the Patriots with, with Las Vegas. And I'm going to say I agree. Okay. And then they could re-sign Jared Stedham and make him a backup or – they could just let Jared Stidham go and bring back Brady and then find a backup somewhere else. You think there's a chance Stidham winds up here, given the ties to Casario and the ties geographically? He'll be a free agent. It wouldn't have to be a trade or anything like that. And the ties geographically that he's got to the state of Texas and the city of Houston? He could have gotten him for six, and he didn't. He'd rather have gone with Davis Mills, mm. Kyle Allen, and Jeff Driscoll. That's so horrible. They, and so I've never understood why he didn't. And maybe he did. We don't know about it. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, when our brows was at Baylor and he had he had stolen Stidham, who went to Stephenville, where Browse had been a great coach from Texas Tech, he committed to him. And he told me, he said, this kid has a chance to be better than Robert, meaning RG3, yep. Robert Griffin III. And when he had to play as a freshman, he was really good. Then he got hurt. Then the scandal came the next year. And I've always remembered that. And then when he had such a great game against D'Amico Ryans in the best defense in the NFL, I remembered that. If he turns around and does it again against the Chiefs in a game the Chiefs got to win, uh, that he's going to make a little money. He might. He might. Yep. Yep. Son-in-law of Tad Brown, our good friend, the former president of the 
Rockets and current president and CEO of the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. And there's going to be a soccer team in that portfolio. You know, they went after the Broncos too, John, that that group. Uh, they that did. Tad's part of, yeah. I think I hope Tad's doing great. One of the all-time great guys. He's taking me and Amy to a New Jersey Devils game in March when we go up to New York for Lopez's son's wedding. Good for you. That'll be yeah. a lot of fun. I can't wait. All right. For real or Fugazi, John, there are three eight and eight teams vying for the last playoff spot in each conference. In the AFC, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New England Patriots, and the Miami Dolphins. For real or Fugazi, because New England has the greatest coach of all time, they are the most dangerous of those three eight and eight teams. I'm going to say that, uh, boy, Mac Jones versus Kenny Pickett, I'm going to say that's for real. Okay. Now, if the Dolphins had Tua Tagovailoa, they don't even have Teddy Bridgewater. They're playing rookie Shaq Thompson, so I think they're going to be out. And the we everybody loves to see Mike Tomlin win and continue his streak of never having a losing record. I think that's going to happen. I think they're going to beat Cleveland, which would be good for Houston. But I think the Patriots who play, who do they play? The Bills? The Bills, yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to lose that game. And uh, if they lose and Pittsburgh wins, I'm guessing Pittsburgh's in. Yeah. Especially if the Dolphins lose. So. I would say they are the most dangerous, but because of the quality of the competition and the Bills, I'm guessing, are going to want to win one for Hamlin. It will be very emotional. And uh, so I think the Steelers will slip in, and I think it's great for the playoffs to have the Steelers in there. I do too. I think it's great for the Steelers to be in there. Um, And kudos to Mike Tomlin. They beat Cleveland. His streak of being 500 or better every season as the Steelers head coach is intact and that he did it this year with Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett as his two quarterbacks is nothing short of remarkable. It's amazing. Actually. Absolutely amazing. Yep. All right. The, the three, eight and eight teams in the NFC are the Detroit lions, the green Bay Packers who play each other in the final game of the weekend on Sunday night for the playoff spot. And then Seattle is also eight and eight John, because they have Aaron Rodgers, the two time reigning MVP, the Packers are the most dangerous of those three teams. For real or for, for real? Yeah. For real. The Lions offense is great. I looked up this week. They have like seven or eight games in which they scored at least 30 points. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff has convinced them they don't need a quarterback with that top pick. And uh, I think that uh, they'll beat the Lions at Lambeau Field. Seattle should be able to win. If Seattle wins, is Seattle in? I don't think they're the most dangerous. It's obviously you're more dangerous if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're on a winning streak and you go on a roll into the playoffs. But uh, nobody, everybody would love to see the Packers and Rodgers over the Seahawks and Geno Smith. Yeah, I, I would agree. And by the way, if if the Packers make it in, uh, if they make it into the postseason, they'll be the seventh seed, obviously. Um, they would play... If the standings hold up right now, they would play San Francisco in San Francisco, which would be that would be a rematch of a playoff game from last year, if I'm not mistaken. When the it's a low scoring game between the Packers and the and the 49ers in it was in Lambeau last year. I think this obviously this time it would be at Levi Stadium. When the 49ers have hosted the Packers, 
the Packers have really struggled out there mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And I think that'd be great. Rodgers against the NFL's number one defense. And D'Amico Ryans, who we all respect and like, who covered him during his six years with the Texans, is going to be a head coach. And and uh, the, the game I'm most interested in, I'm assuming the Eagles will win and they'll get home field advantage, is the Cowboys going to Tampa at yeah. a time when Brady seems to be playing a lot better as he's getting ready for the playoffs and see the Cowboys go in there and lose and their fans will be devastated. Oh yeah. That that'll be that'll be sweet. No doubt about that. Um all right, John, next one. We got a few more for real or Fugazi. The league will end up calling the Buffalo Cincinnati game a no contest. For real or Fugazi? I, I think that's for real, just because it's easier for everyone. It's not good for Buffalo. Buffalo has a chance to get home field advantage. That'll go to Kansas City unless the Chiefs blow the Raiders game in Las Vegas. But it affects the fewest people. One of the things that Roger Goodell will do, he'll talk to the two owners. He'll especially talk to the Bagula family that owns the Bills and see how they feel about it. And uh, then, of course, he'll talk to Mike Brown. Mike Brown's been around longer than any owner in the NFL, and he's not somebody that Roger Goodell calls every week like Bob Kraft, but he is somebody he respects his opinion. And um, it's it even though it would be easy to move every round of the playoffs back a week, like they, they've done that before, like in 9-11, it would just be so, it'd be so much easier if they just – declared in a no contest like it never existed yeah i mean they're gonna have to push the entire postseason back a week if they want to play that game there's just no other there's no there's no way around it there's also unfortunately in doing the math no way around that game not being meaningful you know regardless of what the outcomes are of all the games there is some sort of whether it's cincinnati losing to baltimore and then meaning that hey, you know, Cincinnati needs to play a full schedule because they end up tying Baltimore in the standings. You know, even though they're a game ahead if they lose to them this week, Baltimore wins the division because they're 2-0 and against the Bengals. And then there's a whole tiebreaker with Buffalo and Kansas City. It's really, it's impossible for that game to not be meaningful. But you're right, like the greater good may be just to move along with the playoffs and leave that week in between the conference title games in the Super Bowl. The, Sean, can you imagine if on wild card weekend, the only game being played Sunday night, NBC, national TV, Uh-oh. between the, the Bills at the Bengals, can you imagine the audience for that game? It would be huge for so many reasons. For one, it's good. It's a really watchable game. It's two of the, it's two of the five best teams in football right two now. Of the greatest, as, three greatest quarterbacks. Yep. Yep. It's uh so, yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, these, these have all been for real so far, John. I've not been able to fugazi you yet, but let's see if I can get you here. C.J. Stroud having David Mulligetta as his agent eliminates him from being the Texans' top pick, whether it's one or two, in this draft. For real or fugazi? Fugazi. I think that uh, that obviously Mulligetta is a really good agent. He he represents a lot of big time players. Yeah, for those who don't know, and, Mulligetta is Deshaun Watson's agent. And he's the one that put the got the clause put in. It was a no trade clause, which was a very smart thing for him to do ultimately. And um I I I know that the Texans don't hold him in high regard because of all that. But I also don't think the McNair family would tell Nick Casario, don't do that because we don't want to deal with Mulligetta. 
Now, Casario may say, how do you feel about David Mulligan and the possibility of us taking C.J. Stroud? I could see him say, you know, we don't like the guy, but, boy, Stroud is a hell of a prospect, and he's moved. if we like him better than Bryce Young, don't let the agent interfere with who you want to draft and leave it up to Casario. And I would think Nick, who negotiates contracts and negotiated them years for the <clears throat> Patriots and has probably negotiated with Mulligetta several times, that he would not let that stand in a way if he clearly thought C.J. Stroud was the best. Yeah. Hopefully the best will be Bryce Young and the Texans get to draft him. But if they blow this game and win, then team may trade for Young and then they – take Stroud and have to do the contract. Good thing, though, that the contract is set for first put. First yes, put. and you can't add no trade clauses to rookie deal. The rookie deals are very cookie cutter. Absolutely. Um, all right, John, two more. Non-NFL. TCU. Your friend Mattress Mac laid up a, a million and a half on the money line on the horny toads uh, at, uh, at one of his uh, many – Sports betting outlets, I guess it would win about five and a half million. TCU pulls off the upset in the playoffs, in the title game on Monday, and makes Mattress Mac a very, very happy man. For real? Or Fugazi? Um, Fugazi. I don't think that uh, TCU, when I looked at their roster, you know, they're now loaded on both sides of the ball with first-round picks. They have some really good players. Those guys got heart, and they got guts, and Sonny Dykes is a great coach. The spread was, what, 13? 13, yeah. I'd been more inclined to take the frogs on the spread, but uh, I, I'm afraid Mattress Mac going to be unhappy on that one. Well, that's a shame because we love Mattress Mac. Yes, um, we do. I'm looking to see what the uh, – looking to see what the – Although I got to tell you, Sean, Mac and I do a video every Monday. Yeah. And we recorded it on Monday, and uh, he picked TCU to win. So I picked TCU to win. At a boy, John. Video. So now the way I look at it, I can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Yeah. You just said take them on the spread, or you just said stay away from the money line on this podcast, and you take it because you smooch butt with the best of them, John, taking the toads on the money line with Mattress Mac. By the way, the spread's down to 12 and a half. So money is coming in on the uh, on the Horn Frogs. Go um, Frogs! Yeah. Are is there a particular prospect you're most excited to watch in that game on Monday? I love watching Stetson Bennett just because he's a great success story. He's got a chance to win back to back national championships. He's like 35 years old. <laughs> Jalen Carter because he's going to be the highest rated player in the draft, TCU, Quentin Johnston. And I love watching Max Duggan, the guy, boy, his heart, he's got such a big heart. And the things he's been able to pull off, like the last second field goal victory in Waco, which I'm still devastated by. Um, TCU is such an underdog. Yep. And I know so many people, like your son James, who went to TCU, and that's why I'm hoping that for all my frog friends that they pull off one of the biggest upsets in history. Yep. I told James, you were the first one to text me, John, after that game was over to say congratulations to him. And he texted me back a goat emoji. That's all he sent back. Was... Number two that I texted was Gary Horn because his wife, Kelly, went to say, Oh, that's right. That's right. Kelly that. went to TCU also. Yeah. It should be fun. I'm Quentin Johnston would be the answer to that question for me. I love watching him play. I would love, love, love to see the Texans use that Cleveland Browns pick on Quentin Johnston. I think he's just a potential game changer at the NFL level. He's big. He's fast enough. He's, he's tough. 
if they take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, they have got to put things around them. Yes. They don't have a big time receiver. They don't have a big time tight end. They need a center for sure. I'm not giving up on Kenyon Green, but they need a center. Mm -hmm. And but especially they've got to have a game breaking wide receiver. They yep. haven't had one since Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins, but forever they had Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins and Nick Serio needs to make sure to get a big play wide receiver. I agree. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, last one. John, have you had a chance to watch the midseason finale of Yellowstone? Of course. Okay, I knew, I knew you would. All right, this is it, John. For real or Fugazi? Jamie gets to Beth before Beth gets to Jamie. For real or Fugazi? Fugazi. Nobody gets to anybody before Beth. And she's got a plan. And Jamie, what bothers me about, about Jamie in there and is, is he's such a dip. How can you be a graduate of Harvard Law and every step you make is 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 bad for you and uh usually it's women that talk you into it using their uh personalities and so if i don't i think a lot of people would really be upset viewers and you don't want to lose viewers and they're not coming back till the summer this mid-season bs today they're coming back in the summer yeah i don't think they will put Beth in that situation because too many people would be upset. It'd be almost like she'd lose her mystique if she let her brother get the best of her. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm ready for a swerve, though, John. I'll be honest with you. If they swerved and something happened with Beth, I think that would uh, it might spice things up. Who knows? Because you know what would happen then. You know who would go on rip. the rampage. Yes, rip. I, I could, I could, I could do a rip rampage, a rip and run, as they say. Uh, that would be fun. I'd love to see that too. It just drives me crazy. I uh, we watched uh, Law and Order. Uh, I love to record the shows from 1990, even though I've seen them. It's the first year. Back then, they did 22 shows every year, nonstop. They take off for Christmas, and now you know if you get seven or eight shows in a year of a good one, you feel like it got to, when Game of Thrones. It used to drive me crazy the way they wait so long oh. to to bring it back and it built up the suspense. And now I'm, I'm that way with Yellowstone. Yeah. Hey, John, do you watch Tulsa King? I have watched Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone, yes. Do you like it? I do. I would like to see him spend more time kicking ass. Yeah. Like they had a couple of weeks ago, that fight with the biker, yep. biker gang. But I want to see him. Of course, he's 78 years old. It's ridiculous. He's getting women like he does, but he is Sylvester Stallone. He looks incredible. He does. That's what those steroids will do for him. I know. I know. And I, I would like to see him do more 
butt kicking and smoking yeah. and then uh, messing with the pot business and talk. <laughs> John, you and I have the same sensibilities. When these shows start messing around with their little intricate business and law storylines, you and I want to get back to two things, sex and violence. Not with each other, you know, but just in general on these shows, yeah. This thing about him and his kid, I don't give a rat's, you know what, about yeah. him and his kid. I want to see people coming down from New York to try to kill him and him uh, either killing them or at least beating the hell out of them. Underrated actor, Dominic Lombardozzi. Uh, oh, always. Do you remember him uh, from, uh, uh, God. He was hurt Liv, in The Wire. Liv Schreiber. Uh, what was the show he did on Showtime? Uh, my mind's gone blank. He did it for seven years uh, with John. Uh, Hang on, boy. You talk about you talk about getting old and losing your mind, Donovan. Oh, Donovan. He uh, was on. I never saw Donovan, John. Yeah, he was like, you know, he's wearing a rug now. Yeah, he's he's bald as can be, he's bald as you are, and he was great as a guy who was their buddy in Boston who came out to LA thinking everybody owed him. Yeah. And uh, uh, what was the name of that thing? Uh, Donovan. I forget his Ray Donovan. Name. Ray Donovan. Jesus. Ray Donovan. And then, then Showtime had a movie, but he was, he was on there for a couple of years and he was outstanding. I wish there were more of him in the Tulsa King. I did too. Send him, well, send him to Tulsa. John, you're obviously not. You're obviously only partway through your watch. I'll just say I haven't that. watched the last one. Okay. Okay. So you, yeah. Uh, so there's, they're saying he's gone to Tulsa. He's well, and he's also bald again, just FYI. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to catch up. You got to catch up. You got to catch up. He, you know what? Another great show of his was, did you ever see Breakout Kings? Uh, no. It was on A&E. I think it was, it was around for like two years. He, he was a, either an FBI agent or a cop. And he, he, there were these three prisoners, each who had like different skill sets. You know, one was like a computer hacker. One was like a real violent person. The other one was a, like a, like did a lot of stealing of stuff. And he would always, depending on whatever crime it was, depending on whatever criminal they were trying to catch in that episode, he would take one or more of those three prisoners that were part of this sort of little team that he had to go help catch the criminals, you know, like, so he would, they, you know, they did it as part of, they, they each did it to get their sentences reduced. So they volunteered to be part of this special stealth team that helped Dominic Lombardozzi catch a different bad guy in every episode. That's a good boy. That is a great premise. It's called I'm breakout sorry. Kings. Yeah. They, they were, they called breakout Kings because he, they were allowed to get out of prison to help him solve those crimes. And then when the episode was over, he would take them back to prison and put him in there. Kind of like Eddie Murphy in 48 hours back in the day. Yeah, I I I can't imagine him playing a good guy because he's just been born to be a bad guy. He was a good guy in the wire too, though, wasn't he? He was Herc. He was he was a cop in the wire, wasn't he? It's been so long since I watched the wire, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I think he they, was. Plus, they were on so long and they had so many characters. Yep, no doubt. All right, John, we are uh we are finished. What's going on on all your platforms the next few days? On uh on uh sportsradio610.com, I got stuff about the game and uh what it means to the number one pick and why the Texans could beat the Colts. And then my uh my postseason honors, I'm gonna have a column on uh on gallery sports in which I pick all my awards. Those will be voted on next week. All right, good stuff, John. We love that. Uh by the way, quick update while you and I were doing this podcast, another hundred thousand dollars rolled in. 
to Demar Hamlin's charities up to almost six point five million now. That is, isn't that amazing? That's it's such incredible. a great thing. Yeah, when he comes out of it and he sees that, he's going to be like, "What?" Think about how much his, his mom's going to have to explain to him, dude, about what happened and what happened in the aftermath. And I think the one that he'll be the most mystified will be is, well, how did that even get out? And, and of course it'll be a great thing for yep. a lot of people, but uh, uh, he's, he's going to be blown away by everything that's happening. He's going to think he was in carbon freeze for like a decade or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to, he, I mean, literally if someone showed me that before I knew what the date was that I, that they'd read six and a half million, I would think I'd been in a coma for like three years, at least. Six no, and a half one million. Of- one of the things might be best. And yeah, you broke up Shannon Sharp and uh, Skip Bayless. Yeah, <laughs> at least for a day. <laughs> Are they Were they back on together today? They were on together and Shannon was explaining why he wasn't there yesterday. And Skip cut him off and they went at it before they started their show. And people thinking, was that? Did they do that just to get attention? I don't think so. I didn't watch it. I've never watched it. I haven't either. But I was reading about it. And so it was very intense. And it looks like it'd be hard for them. Now, I don't know what the contract situation is. Bayless makes $8 million a year. Jeez. So I'm guessing Sharp makes somewhere. But there's going to be a good chance one of them is going to be gone. I love how when he tweeted the other night, when Bayless tweeted what he tweeted the other night, which was not obscene or racist or it was just insensitive to tweet it at the time um when people are clamoring for his firing i'm like oh yes i'm sure skip bayless he's got 3.2 million twitter followers i'm sure he hit send on that tweet and said boy i sure hope my bosses don't see this they might fire me you know it's people are so dumb god people are dumb that's not gonna happen the guy thing that got me is uh uh bart uh who's a former linebacker bart Bart Scott. scott He tried to blame everything on Higgins, and he said all these things on first take about Higgins lowering his helmet and hitting him, and then Stephen A. says, what? Explain yourself, and then ESPN had to come out with a clarification, but yet people are not clamoring for him to be fired like they are Skip Bayless. Yeah, I think Bart Bayless eats it up. Yeah, Bart Scott's one of the more overrated media personalities to me. I agree. Nobody's made more off one post-game interview than when he was Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, dude, (laughs) whatever. All right.